You have now arrived at the next stop on the Astrology Line. Welcome back for another episode on the Astrology Line. Josie, how are you? (laughs) Yeah, I'm good, thank you. How are you? You know it's Scorpio season, yeah? Yeah. And I know it's not the season for floating around, making minimal impact, but energies have been intense, erratic, wild, just an absolute zoo. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Well, I think for a start, from speaking to my friends and family, it seems that everyone's been kind of feeling this. But I found personally that after the solar eclipse, I was very emotional, very tired, scattered, um, because it made aspects to my moon, which is obviously a sensitive area. Um, But as the the week's going on, you know, I'm feeling better. I'm feeling a bit more empowered. So that's obviously a positive. How about you? Yeah, I coincide with what you were saying about other people. You know, people have been telling me, Mm. Plans to my IG polls on my stories and Instagram feeling the same way. Just no sense of time. Some are struggling to sleep. Just wouldn't be nice to talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. It's nice because astrology kind of can validate what we're feeling. Big time. Considering we've had a solar eclipse about a fortnight ago and we've mm. got a lunar eclipse on Tuesday, we can draw some correlations, can't we? So new chapters have begun, you know, the solar eclipse of the earth being the fence between the moon and the sun, cutting off the light or reducing the light. There was a big emphasis on adapting, adjusting with regards to Venus, you know, love, relationships, money, what we value. How is the solar eclipse linked to the upcoming lunar eclipse? They work in pairs twice a year. So in the first part of the year, there was season one. And this is a continuation on, so we've got the second pair. And yeah. you know how this, the moon, you know how the moon goes through phases. It waxes and wanes. So here we are. We have the lunar eclipse with moon and sun on opposite ends at maximum distance. Taking us on a wild ride, <laughs> as it seems. Most definitely. So why don't you tell us about this lunar eclipse then? You know, when is it? Where can it be seen in the world? All that good stuff. Yeah, Tuesday, 8th of November. 11.01 Greenwich Mean Time to be precise. What we're calling it is a total lunar eclipse blood moon. I'll touch on the blood moon part of things in a moment. This eclipse will be visible from around northeast Europe, Asia, Australia, North and South America. And it lasts a bit longer than the usual eclipses. From a visual perspective, it lasts a lengthy one and a half hours. Oh, yeah. that is a long one. Does that kind of reflect how the energy affects us or is that purely aesthetic? Yeah, that's pure visual. That's not to be compared or not to be confused with the energies, Mm. which will be highly potent on the day, Tuesday the 8th, but still active over the next six months. And you may not see the reveals on the exact day of the eclipse or the same week, but you're definitely likely to see and feel reveals and effects within the six months for sure yeah i really see it as an unfolding process it's an unfolding process couldn't pick a better word for that so what's the difference between the full moon and the eclipse we can't have a lunar eclipse without a full moon 
and the full moon embodies the full illumination yeah whether it's yeah. home public affairs or the relevant area of life allowing endings and release long story short the lunar eclipse is like the full moon on roids triple or quadruple strength the sun earth and moon are aligned in such a way that the moon moves into the earth's shadow what so that's what makes it an eclipse rather than just a full moon yes okay so how can you tell say if you were looking at the chart of the day how can you tell that it's an eclipse rather than a full moon is there anything that goes on astrologically that's a good question the big significator is the earphones looking symbol. Those are the moon's lunar nodes, right? Yeah, and the north and south the node. Yeah, when the, when the luminaries, the moon or the sun, are within roughly 18 degrees of those nodes, then it's an eclipse. Yeah, yeah I love that. So no nodes close to the moon uh, or the sun, no eclipse, basically. Yeah. <laughs> Love yeah. that. So what about when it comes to whether it's a total or partial eclipse? Because obviously um, the other week we had the partial solar eclipse, where this, whereas this is a total lunar eclipse. So how do you differentiate between those? Visually, in a partial eclipse, some of the sun shadowed, yeah. Yeah. And astrologically, if we were to look at the chart, the moon or sun or both of them would be quite distant from the south node or the north node yeah with okay, the total yeah. eclipse with the total eclipse the moon completely covers the sun and the with the total eclipse the luminaries are much closer to the nodes okay so this one's a total eclipse isn't it because i think the nodes was it on the same degree this time can't actually remember it's within three degrees that's Very it, okay. Close. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what makes that a total eclipse. Okay. And what about so with this eclipse in particular, what about the degree of that? Because obviously that's very significant in astrology, the separate degrees. And this one's at 16 degrees Taurus. So do you have any yeah, light to shed on that? Uh do you want to ask that again? Because I wanted to expand on why it's called a blood moon. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, go on. Why don't yeah. you say about the blood moon first? And then you are, yeah, and then you do the question. All right. Yeah. So did you know it's called a blood moon? Because the moon will appear reddish as the direct light from the sun will be blocked from the inner part of the Earth's shadow, which is where the moon passes through because the moon passes through the Earth's shadow. Moving on to this lunar eclipse specifically, why don't we talk about the degree of it? So it's in 16 degrees Taurus. What does that mean for us? Yeah, with the first 10 degrees, we've got a very Venusian, very Taurian texture. When we move on to the next 10, which 16 is a part of, mm. we're dealing with Mercury, Virgo. For those who don't know, astrologers use 360 phrases. We've got a phrase for every degree of the zodiac, basically, yeah. 16 degrees has one which goes a little something like this. An old teacher fails to interact his pupils in traditional knowledge. And that ties in with one of the aspects going on on the eclipse, which is going to be carried on for a further six months, that Saturn square Uranus. 
going on to the aspects now, because you just mentioned that Saturn Uranus square, which is involved under this eclipse, what other aspects are going on at the moment um, that give it a different flavour that really set the scene for the next six months for us? First and foremost, we've got the tightest one, which is the full moon opposite Mercury, right? With this, explaining how we feel can be quite complicated. So we have to watch out for gossip, boasting, speculation, uh, mm. over-promising and under-delivering. And that's not just even on an individual level. We have to watch out and see if the government or just certain organisations or factions are just buying off more than they can chew. Got to keep an eye on that new prime minister then. <laughs> yeah. With the moon tying in with the public as well, we could be dealing with global economy, finance, issue, finance issues as well. Mm, yeah, economy. because... Obviously, Taurus rules finances and the monetary systems anyway, so it's natural that we'd see those sort of themes over the next six months. Yeah, and this is a very Mercury-rich chart that we've got for the eclipse. Mercury will be opposite to Uranus, and you know how they say with astrology, if you understand the symbols, the sky speaks to you. So Mercury in Scorpio could be tying in with secrets and Uranus is not very secretive. It's very shocking, very sudden, and we could be dealing with some revelations, a lot of covert matters being brought to surface, brought to light. But with Mercury opposite Uranus, it's so important to be agile, open-minded and have a solution-based focus in these turbulent times. Or as you said, you put it really nicely during these winds of change, you know? Yeah, absolutely. you got to go with the winds of change. <laughs> yeah. Adding on to that, there could be some impatience in listening and some unexpected news, you know, unexpected news, plot twists, and we might not be thinking things through. There might be uncertainty and we could make mistakes due to some errors in our judgment. So it's, 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 a, it's one we have to be quite watchful of. Also, we've got the infamous, that Saturn square Uranus been happening for the best part of the last two years, aka the lockdown censorship aspect. Yeah. We are observing lack of freedom and a sort of shakiness in the area of politics. And so with Uranus and Taurus and Uranus, you know, being sudden disruptive in an earth sign, it's earthquakes in the arena of politics and the environment and social media as well. There's been a lot of cancelling and, you know, you probably heard about Kanye West and Elon Musk and, and the likes. So we're dealing with restricted reform as well. Yeah, I feel like that aspect has really been the mascot for the last few years. It's been this dance between freedom and restriction. So it's interesting that this aspect features so heavily under this eclipse, because obviously that sort of carries that energy forward for the next six months. So I think we're still going to see those themes play out and see how we're going to deal with it. Yeah, and it ties in with that Sabian symbol, which is the 16 degree. So mm. the definition of what I said is basically ties in with what is sustainable? Can we really move forward using old ways? It's sort of like yeah. the, con the consciousness that we're at. Can we teach our old book new tricks? You know, we need new solutions with these new mm. problems that, that we have, long story short. Also, 
we have the full moon square Saturn and you know there could be some loneliness there could be some repressed emotions some yeah. guilt that we have to tackle or that, that there'll be light shed on but you know it's a very responsible time it's a very responsible time and we may be taken on the work of Hercules but it will have its perks with what we achieve yeah definitely I feel like as well it's a time of lessons um, and finally learning our lessons. I feel like we're going to see patterns coming up as is a theme with the moon anyway. So yeah, just important to be aware of those patterns, see if we're taking accountability for our actions and if we're actually learning. Yeah. And there's, there's big lessons ahead. You know, negotiations could be shaky as well with the Mercury square to Saturn. Yeah. And we might, we might not find people so reliable in business matters. And there could be hardships in business. So there's a lot of action with Saturn being very strong, very pivotal as well. There's not much time to chill. Sorry, Taurus. Not <laughs> much downtime at all. And we need to be agile. So this is the trick. I think this is this is the bulk of it right here. We need to be agile enough to think things through. Yeah. Without without being inflexible, without being goal shy. So yeah. it's, a, it's a very thin line yeah so what about with this lunar eclipse what about the elements involved is there a dominant element obviously you've got the earth water axis with the taurus and scorpio love that question because we love some elements don't we yeah absolutely yeah. really sets the scene it does and it's a flooded scene full of water yeah hmm. so it's a water structure so we are basically we're looking at a lot of reacting without thinking. As I said before, it ties in, it, it relates with the Mercury opposite Uranus, but with so much water and Mercury, the sun, you know, you've got Neptune and Jupiter there. Yeah. It, there could be a lot of reacting without thinking with, with the water. So we need some objectivity, which is what the lunar eclipse is there for, sun opposite moon. Yeah. Know? And we've still got that Earth keeping us grounded. But I definitely feel that it's been a very emotional time for a lot of people. Um, and that's what I've experienced is emotions coming to the surface in true Scorpio fashion, causing us to dig deeper and look at the patterns. And then on the Taurus side, it's asking us both personally and for the public world as a collective to really be aware of what we're building, look at our foundations, just like you said about, is it sustainable moving forward? What are we building that's going to last, really? And is it going to serve us in the long run? I think that's a, a key theme at the moment. It's a very pivotal point. It's very, very poignant. I feel that with the Taurus-Scorpio polarity, yeah. you just said build, which, as we know, Taurus ties in with architecture. Yeah, I'm at Scorpio as like Cambodia. So we're looking at our ruins. Yeah, we're looking at both of them put together. We're looking at destroying, rebuilding, and it's nothing wrong with having those heightened emotions because it's it could be a very cathartic time. Yeah, we're we're doing away with old structures that we're really familiar with because we do know that Pluto is going into Aquarius really soon. Right? Yeah, we're we're on the brink of stepping into a brand new generation and you know false things false things will perish it's a matter of survival evolving and Taurus Scorpio reminds us to be unflinching you know both of them have that in common they're both courageous both unflinching 
One's about ownership mostly, and one's about power. So why don't we put both together and let's own our power because we do have it. Oh, I love that. Something that also came to me, I was thinking about how this um, axis of Taurus and Scorpio, it's like it's asking us to declutter, not just emotionally on the Scorpio side, but also physically on the Taurus side as it rules our Mm. possessions. Yeah. It's about value systems again. It's what we value. What what can we do away with? Are we going to be a hoarder? Are we going to hold on to everything? <laughs> or are we going to let go? You know, this total lunar eclipse includes the full moon, and we have to release. You know, and it's. Yeah. I know it gets said over and over and over, but <laughs> it is true in this case. We do have to do away with what doesn't serve our growth. Yeah, absolutely, and that takes courage, and it's obviously a challenge for our fixed signs because they like to stay in the same place. But it's necessary for growth the Scorpio thing that you have to let things die so they can break down go into the earth and be reborn and that's the cycle of life and something we have to come to terms with (laughs) and you know not to be all fairy godmotherish about it it, it's real it's very it's a very intense time this could Mm. be one of the most intense eclipses we've ever seen because there's destroying and rebuilding element of things there's so much there's not much stability you know with a lot of with a lot of situations and you know we're dealing with rebirth renewal we're we're pressing the refresh button for real and this is the storm before things get better it's like the pus coming to the surface scorpio (laughs) the elimination of the toxins before we do the taurus the makeover yeah that's so true yeah there's scorpio things happening for real there's there's detoxing there's when i mean detox and i'm not talking about echinacea i'm talking about just real life processes there's a real life cleansing of processes a real transformation taking place phoenix rising out of its ashes and it can be very dramatic during this time of transformation but for taurus we're gonna find out you know there's gonna be a lot of illumination real Mm. life illumination on what is sustainable and the energies will be really high speed it's going to be accelerated it's going to energize parts of our life subject to where the lunar eclipse lands in but hold on i feel like this is a very make or break point for people we're really being asked to put in the effort and the work and be determined and carry on and take the long game because there's not going to be any shortcuts. Yeah, you're getting emphatic. Yes, for me, for that. <laughs> I, I fully concur. Especially long game. You know me, I love mm. words. I'm a geek for words. I love that you used <laughs> long game. And I love that you used the point as well, because it is a combination point with the moon as well, right? Yeah. And, you know, we're dealing with our sovereignty. Our sovereignty is at risk, especially with this mm. Mars in conjunction with Pluto and you know we might not be so we're not there's not going to be a lot of closure a lot of clarity so we need to look at the Mars square Neptune aspect for example and look at you know the Venus Saturn power struggles control issues we have to look at the illusions being seduced by illusions and what's unclear and yeah yeah but 
like I said earlier, let's have let's be solution based. That's where we can have our power. We can do breath work. We can do cacao ceremonies. We can brisk walk. These are Mars and Gemini constructs, right? We yeah. can do we can do yoga with Neptune. You know, you know, you know about yoga, don't you? So you know, you can yeah, I do. I like to relax every now and again. <laughs> I feel yeah. with such a water dominated chart at the moment. I agree with everything you've mentioned about the type of activities you should do in terms of the ones that promote flow, such as yoga, even like dancing, meditation, uh, staying hydrated is an obvious one to really tap into that element. Going to the beach, having baths to really encourage the flow of emotions and to connect with that element so we can release those and honour those and get past those. Mm -hmm. And it's good as well, like going to the earthy side of things, to just keep grounded. Because as you said before, the energy is very erratic. So we need to find ways to centre ourselves. It's always good <laughs> to bring that nature and that meditation. I mean, there's so much babbling going on around, especially with Mars being in Gemini for eternity. I mean, the yeah. meditation root. The meditation really brings some silence to us, doesn't it? And, you know, really calms things down. Yeah, absolutely. What I'm wondering is who are the people that are going to be more or most affected by this eclipse? Who's going to feel it on a deeper level? First and foremost, yeah, I'm not being funny, but Americans are going to feel it because they've got their election, right? Okay, yeah. So... An election happening on a total lunar eclipse. Erratic wow. energy. Hmm. Oh, God. I, I have a weird feeling about this. <laughs> yeah, same here. Secondly, individuals who've got planets, you know, five degrees either side of that 16 degree, um, whether yeah. it's in fixed signs or whether it's in, whether if those planets or angles form a trine or a sextile, they're affected too. And obviously anyone who's had their birthday uh, within recent days of an eclipse will be affected too. Yes, that's definitely something to look out for. Yeah. On a collective level, you know, agriculture, I'd say Monsanto, keep, let's keep an eye on Monsanto on a collective level. The UK, the UK has got a very strong Tory emplacement with Mars. And we've seen a lot of flux with rulership and authority with the change in the monarchy and the change in governments and shakiness with our economy as well. So there's the UK, there's also the US, the EU and NATO. I've been paying attention to those charts even before the new year. They are likely to be affected as well on a collective level. So economy, politics, agriculture, and also our relationships. Uh, going off after that, obviously, we've covered, you know, how it's going to affect people and in what areas, obviously not going into specific detail, because it really depends on the individual and how it's affecting their natal chart. However, yeah. how can we as a collective, as a public and also personally best work with this energy? Say be very agile, be very open minded. Also, seeing as there's hardly any sense of time, you know, sometimes we don't know if it's 1 a.m. Or, or 9 p.m. without looking at the clock. Yeah. Uh, to be very, very, very watchful of what we put into our schedules and timetables. 
also people could be phased out of our lives true to the eclipse you know the yeah. sudden sudden endings and sudden changes people could be phased out of our lives also keep an eye on health don't underestimate any news or any anything that might be flagged up as a cause of concern take everything seriously and this isn't to be all doom and gloom in scorpio <laughs> season but definitely take heed to all of that which, you know but being open-minded and agile is the big thing and also let's look at the elements look at the water element and look at mm. what it's trying to tell us Cancerians may feel the lunar eclipse much more than the solar eclipse which you know Leo's might have felt a lot yes more, you know? yeah because I have a Leo moon and I was definitely feeling the solar eclipse and it's only now that we're moving towards the lunar eclipse that I actually feel a lot more settled there you go lastly other than that just yeah just 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 prepare just expect the unexpected mm. it's full of plot twists right now within these six months so look at where it lands in your chart look at look yes at where, what what area of life is pertaining to and that should give some reveals some hints some clues yeah that's definitely a very important point there to be aware of looking at what houses the solar and lunar eclipse did fall in because those areas are going to be a massive focus for the individual for the next six months and where they should really be aware of and look at and see how that plays out. Personally, my mantra for this eclipse season is the old adage, whatever it's called, um, this too shall pass. I feel that at this time, it's so important, like you said, to be agile um, and also just remember that nothing is permanent, nothing is constant, whatever this eclipse throws at us, whatever curveballs it throws, surprises it puts out there, we just have to roll with the punches because at the end of the day, everything that comes up is being revealed for a reason um, to give us an opportunity to better ourselves. So yeah, I think just being aware of that, journaling as well with this heavy mercury overtone I think is going to be that very cathartic for a lot of people. And yeah, decluttering can be good as well. And just finding ways to centre ourselves and release emotions. I'd say that's going to be my two focuses for this season. Yeah, it's very helpful. And like you said, you know, in a way, also tough times don't last as well. And this is all in the direction of, you know, our truths. And it's yes. Just, development you know it's just the usual conveyor belt towards progress is very erratic but it's definitely taken us to development that's the main thing so it's important to not look at it as evil or demonic or <laughs> or negative because we all gain from it it's just yeah you've got to yeah. stay objective to see it for what it really is oh yeah so how are you personally affected in terms of where is it hitting in your chart and how are you going to deal with that? This lunar eclipse lands in my 11th house. But yeah. It's going to be a, a closing and beginning of chapters I preempt when it comes mm. to friends, groups, associations, cliques, squads, <laughs> all of that. But hopefully it's all to reshape making me bigger than I already am because that's what the purpose of all these these groups and brotherhoods and 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 sisterhoods that we we have isn't it 
How are you personally affected by it? I'm, I'm intrigued. Tell me. Okay, so obviously, as I mentioned, the solo clips made connections with my Leo moon. So that one, I was feeling a lot of stuff coming to the surface. I was being very aware of habits that weren't serving me. Whereas now with this lunar eclipse, as we move into that energy added on top with all that chaos, I'm personally seeing a big spotlight on my values and priorities. And that falls in my first house. So I'm really feeling a shift in my perspectives. And I'm hoping that over the next six months, I'll see surprises in my development, growth, um, self-worth as well and self-esteem I feel like that's really going to be something I'm going to try and elevate in these next six months because I think it's got to the point now and the moon and sun are shaking me to my core and saying come on time to hurry up time to move on to something new time to evolve and transform <laughs> yeah so a new and improved Josie 2.0 yeah Yes, it's got to be done. And obviously, the solar eclipse fell in my seventh house. So we've really got that polarity going on. So I think for anyone that the eclipses fell in your first and seventh houses, it's important to look at how other people are mirroring you or how you're projecting onto other people, um, insecurities, doubts about relationships and yourself because the two are synonymous. So, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's so insightful you know thank you these, these lunations they always they never fail to give some reveals do they no not at all and to be honest i'm very excited about what the next six months will reveal for us on a collective level because i do have faith that people are waking up to the truth and i think we're only going to see more of that as these times progress yeah and you know, just to end off, if there's one image I usually think about, it's Clark Kent unexpectedly going through those revolving doors and becoming Superman. It's yes. It's <laughs> that, that change and, you know, that change in that agility in, in becoming more powerful, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I love that. Well, I think that's a great note to end on. Yeah, I had a great chat. I had a great chat as usual. Yeah, me too. To wrap this up, thank you so much to everyone who listened. We kept this one a bit shorter than last time. I just want to remind you to rate the show if you want to, whatever you want. We love to hear feedback. It really helps us. Join our Facebook group if you haven't already. We post some fun stuff in there. We've got a post on there about the solar eclipse through the houses, which obviously links in with this lunar eclipse. And... Yeah, I think that's it really for me. What about you? Have you got anything to end off on? No, same for me. Just don't be fearful. Own your power. Stay in your power. Let's mm. empower. Let's let's all be powerful together. You know, people power. Yes. <laughs> Can't get enough of that word during Scorpio season. So yeah, no, just no, stay blessed, that. people. Yeah, stay absolutely. Blessed and that yeah. kind of links in actually with Pluto, all this talk about power, which we're going to be mm -hmm. diving into in our next few episodes. So stay tuned. Yeah, definitely. All right, then. Bless. Bye. Bye.